Okay, good evening everyone. Bruchem Abayim. Welcome back to the Shurim after Yom Tif. Parshas Nayach. So this is our first uh, Shira on Sefer Bereshit together. And uh, we thank our sponsors of tonight's Shir. Uh, Sefer Bereshit Shurim are sponsored by Dr. Zakheim, Umishpachtal, Ilanishmas Rav Shloyma, Eliezer Ben Rav Yaakov Zakheim, and Ilanishmas, Dr. Zakheim's mother, Rivka Bas Tovia, Bas Tovia, Risham Shavan Aliyah, Shabi Melitze Yisharm for their home Mishpacha, for Simcha Sanachas Adrias Goel Tzedek. Tonight's share is sponsored by my dear friend Shaul Shimon Carniel of Belgium. In honor of the chasna of his daughter, Sifa Devoira to Yitzchak Vidalia Bolag. They should be Zoichat, Livnois, Bayas, Naman, Bisra, Lashem, Okataras. Okay, Pashas Nayach. I know you know the story, you've heard the story before, but you never heard it this way. Very uh, a new perspective on Pashas Nayach. Let's begin with the dimensions of the Teva. As we know, nothing in the Torah is trivial. So the Torah gives you the dimensions of the boat, then it must be these dimensions are very important. Uh, the last time you went on a boat, I don't think you asked for the dimensions of the ship, nor did you care what the dimensions of the ship. Even people, they go on a cruise, they want to know who's the caterer, who's the chazin, where you're headed. I don't think anybody ever asked how wide the ship is, how tall the ship is, and yet, this boat, the Torah gives us exact dimensions. Yeah? That's real, you hear? The Torah g- gives us exact dimensions of the Teva. What are they? They This is how you should make it. Shloish meyois ama oirecha Teva. 300 amois, the length of the Teva. Chamishim ama rachba. 50 amois wide. Ushloishim amois kaimasa. And 30 amois tall. Who cares? What is the significance of 300 by 50 by 30? So there's an amazing Malbim. The Malbim says that the dimensions of the Teva are coming to be Marames, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to spread over this new world a Sukkah. Because I always wondered, you know, we know there's a concept that the Parshios of the week are connected to the Zman of the year. I hope one day, Baruch Hashem, the Sefer on Bereshis, is uh, is being born now in Eretz Yisrael. We hope it will arrive over the weekend, Bezos Hashem. But uh, I hope one day to have something on the connection between every parsha of the year and the Zman. Because we know, okay, parshas, Miketz, and Vayigash, is Chanukah, Ketzav, is Purim, and Vayikotzav, is Pesach, and Ruz. But what about all the other parshas? Why is one parsha in Cheshvan and one parsha in Tammuz? I think there's a lot of fertile ground over there. So I thought, what's the connection between Nayach and the aftermath of Sukkot? Perfect. Nayach we always read the week after we start Mashruch Maragashem. So here it is. We say Mashruch Maragashem, and look how effective the tefillah is. The whole world is flooded already, right? So that's Bederach uh, Tzachos, <laughs> but. I think there's uh, more than just the heavy rainfall in Parshas Nayach. The Malvim says like this, the dimensions of the Teva are to allude to us that Kosh Baruch Hu is going to spread over the world a sukkah shalom, a sukkah of peace, like it's explained in the Tikkun Zayar as we're about to see. And that is the ultimate unification of the shame Havaya and the shame Adnos. Havaya connotes God's 
creating the world out of nothing. And Adnos refers to Hashem's protection. Now, if you take the Shem Havaya, I need you to have an imagination for a moment, okay? Picture in your mind Yud Kevavke. Could you do that? By the way, you know, the first page in the Mishnah it says, Shivisi Hashem, Lenegdi Tami, you should place Hashem before you always. That means you should always picture the Yud Kevavke in front of you. That means you should be able to look down, walk down the street, talk to someone, conduct a business transaction, buy real estate, conduct surgery while you're picturing Yud Kevavke. Okay? I guess it requires practice. So now picture Yud Kevavke. Now under the Yud Kevavke, put under it Aleph Dalet Nun Yud. So under the Yud, Aleph. Under the He, Dalet. Under the Vav, Nun. Under the He, Yud. Okay? And now we're going to imagine that the Yud Kevavke is a Sukkah over Aleph Dalet Nun Yud. And if you do that, you get Shalom. By the way, you know, the word Shalom is always associated with a Sukkah. Why is the sukkah shalom? Because your wife sends you outside and she's inside that. What, what's exactly the shalom of the sukkah? Why is the sukkah shalom? So listen to this. Take the yud. The yud kevavke is the sukkah over aleph dalanon yud. Yud times aleph is what? Ten. Hey times dalit is what? Twenty. Ten and twenty is? Thirty. That's the first dimension of the sukkah, of the teva. 30 Amois tall. Yud times Aleph. Hey times Dalet. 10, 20, 30. That's the first dimension of the Teva. Then you get up to Vav times Nun. What's Vav times Nun? 300. Teva's 300 Amos long. Hey times Yud. What's Hey times Yud? 5 times 10? 50. 50 Amos wide. The dimensions of the Teva are the name Yud Kevavke on top of Aleph Dal Nun Yud. Yud times Aleph, 10. Hey times Dalit, 20. 30. 30 Amos tall. Vav times Nun, 300. 300 Amos long. Hey times Yud, 50. 50 Amos wide. You got it, Daniel? It works. What? Well, look. The, the Teva is only three-dimensional, and God has four letters, so this is the best we could do. Okay? Now, this is... Now, where does Shalom come in? Add up 30 time plus 300 plus 50. You get how much? What? How much do you get if you add up 30 plus 300 plus 50? You get 380. What's the numerical value of Shalom? Shin, Lamed, Vav, Mem, 376, plus the four word letters are 380. So the dimensions of the Teva, Sukkas, Shalom, the Sukkah of Peace. Now, we know Sukkah is 91, are the two names of God. Yud Kevav, K26 plus Aleph Dal Nun Yud, 65. But, so the Sukkah is the ultimate combination of Hashem's two names. And if you put one on top of the other and you multiply, you get the teva. So what is the teva? The teva is like a floating sukkah. That's what the teva is. This, the teva is a floating sukkah. Again, sukkah is a combination of yud ke vav ke, alaf dal nun yud. 
91, which is broken up into 26 and 65. And if you multiply them, you get the precise dimensions of the teva. You get the word shalom, shalom. So I, I thought here it was just the yomtif of sukkis, and we figure, oh, oh, now we have to we have to leave the sukkah. No, Parshas Noach tells you that if you have to go out into the stormy waters, this is how you're going to take the sukkah with you. The teva is, so to speak, the transition from the sukkah out into the world. Now. It's very interesting. The Gura wrote a Kabbalistic work on Chomish. It's called Yahel Ar. And the Gura says the same thing as the Malbam. The Gura says, Yud and the He is the height of the Teva. Vav is the length of the Teva. Five is the width. And if you times the Yud K by the Aleph Dalid, that's a 30 Amos tall. And uh, 6 times 50 is 300, 5 times 10 is 50, that is Shalom with the four letters. And sure enough, the Avodah Yisrael, the one of the masters of Hasidus, he also says the same remez, and then he says, I think what I'm saying is written in a Kabbalah Sefer, like I'm saying. Now he doesn't say who. It's the Gra. <laughs> <laughs> so the Kajan Tzamag is saying, Kimidumali, that this Kabbalistic Cheshvin uh, appears in one of the Kabbalistic works, but of course we know it's uh, written in the work of the Gra. Why the Gra wasn't quoted, right? I'll leave it up to your imagination. Okay. Comes the Zayar, and the Zayar says something else, which I wasn't even sure if I was going to mention in the Shir until about 15 minutes before the Shir, and I think this is a great Matana. Noyach is told to bring into the Teva Shnayim Shnayim. Now literally Shnayim Shnayim means two of every species. It doesn't mean, doesn't mean four. It means two of each species. And then he, Noyach is told Shiva Shiva from the non-kosher animals. Now it's not two plus seven. It's seven from the non-kosher. It's, it's two, excuse me, of the non-kosher animals and the kosher a total of seven. But the Zoya reads it Instead of a total of seven, Shnayim, Shnayim, four, Shiva, Shiva, fourteen, a total of eighteen. None of the Mepharshim learn that way. You know, Rashi and the Ramban have a bit of a machlekes. Rashi learns it two of the non-kosher and the kosher a total of seven. That's how Rashi learns. The Ramban learns the same way. It's just the two that were non-kosher. Uh, Noyach had to go bring them. Um, they came to Noyach, and the seven and the additional six, which were kosher for Karbanos, Noyach had to bring it. That's how the Ramban learns. In other words, the uh, the two of each species that Noyach had to bring to preserve the species, they came to him. The additional six uh, couples. In other words, according to according to Rash, according to the Pashib Shad ring the Chumash, how many total? kosher animals did Noach bring of each species? Fourteen, right? Seven, seven couples, no? And uh, of a non-kosher species, two. The Zayar seems to read it two, two, seven, seven, a total of eighteen. So look, look at these words of the Zayar. It says the Zayar HaKadosh in Parshas Pinchas, Tevas Noach mini kudshabrichu la'ala ime shnayim shnayim shiva shiva. Noach was told to bring up into the Teva two and two, seven and seven, Zachor Nekeva, Likorbana, for Karbanois. 
Now I'm not sure what he means because he only brought I guess of the kosher animals the Zaira is reading he brought 18 of the kosher animals 2277 two, What's the gematria what's the uh, the, to, the tally of 2 2 and 7 and 7 18 Chai. For what la'agona al noyach the al kolino de al yemelatev to protect noyach and anyone who went up with him in the teva Oif hachi Elaine de Menatrin, Chagin Vizimnin, anyone who observes the Yom and Toivim, Shnaim, Shnaim, Shiva, Shiva. Just like Noach brought into the Teva 2277, the Yom and Toivim are also 2277. How's that? So Zara says you have two days Rosh Hashanah, two days Shavuos, seven days Pesach, seven days Sukkot. So the same way, says Azaya, these 18 animals protected Nayach, the 18 days of Yom Tif protect Klal Yisrael. Then the Zayar adds something I don't understand. He says, since Shavuos is only Sveika the Yoyma, we have two days of Purim to make up for it. So what does it mean, two days of Purim? I just see a Dalit and Tesvav. And what about Shabbos? Nayach is Shabbos. Which may give us some insight. There's a big discussion that it says, um, the Yoyna, right? Yoyna Matzah Boy Monoyach. The Yoyna rested on Shabbos. Mehechi Tesi, the Yoyna rested on Shabbos. Don't say anyway, he rested on Shabbos. But if the Yoyna came back and rested with Noyach, and Noyach is Shabbos, so maybe that's what it means, the Yoyna rested on Shabbos. There's a lot of this, I almost gave a share on that subject. What does it mean? What's the source? The Yoyna rested on Shabbos. It says in Tikkunei Zayar that Klal Yisrael is nimshal l'yoyna and, and Klal Yisrael finds respite on Shabbos. And they asked Reb Chaim Kenievsky, he said he once saw in a medrash that says the yoyna rested on Shabbos, but he never found the medrash again. Now, if Reb Chaim Kenievsky can't find this medrash, you know, that's, that's a pretty obscure <laughs> medrash. Anyway... What did the Yoyna rest from, from from plucking olive branches? I don't know. It, no, he was flying around. He was... Uh, there, I, I'm going to maybe give some further elucidation uh, it, later in the shear. So it comes out that these 18, an, these 18 animals that were supposed to protect Noyach are a remez to the 18 days of Yom Tif that protect Klal Yisrael. Now, what's the last day of Yom Tif of these 18 days? Sukkot. So it comes out very beautiful. After we finish the cycle of 18 days of Yom Tif, that begin Pesach, seven days, and then Shavuot, two days, and then Rosh Hashanah, two days, and then seven days of Sukkot, how we read Parshas Noyach, then the message is, just like these 18 animals protected Noyach, these 18 days of Yom Tif, we just finished observing, they also protect us throughout the year. Maybe that's another Kesher, between the end of the Yom Tif of Sukkot and Parshas Nayach. And then the Zayar drops the bombshell. Says the Zayar, Sukkah ka'aganis alayu di Yisrael, the Sukkah protects Ka Yisrael, ma teva noyach la'agana, Sukkah la'agna. The teva is like a Sukkah. And we already saw from the Malbun and the Gron, Avodas Yisrael, that in fact the dimensions of the teva are that of a Sukkah. So we have this analogy that a sukkah is like the teva. The teva is like a sukkah. 
let's see if we could develop that a little bit. How exactly is the Teva like a sukkah? Okay, here's the warning for tonight. This year is for an adult, mature audience only. Um, I wasn't sure if I was going to give this subject, but here we go. You know, we've been uh, doing Parshas Nayach, I don't know, we've been doing about 10 years, so, you know, we never we never discussed this really. So, uh, this is Torahi V'lomad Anutzarach. It's very interesting. You read the Parsha, and you don't really know why Hashem was destroying the world. You say, oh, it was it was Gilei uh, Arayos, it was Gezeva, right? You read the Parsha, what did they do wrong? They mixed Min B'Shei Noiminoi, or they stole, and if you look in Rashi on Shas, Rashi gives a different reason why they, what their Avera was. The Medrash alludes to it, Rashi says it explicitly. Rabbi Lezer Oimer, Kal ha'oyches ba'ama u'mashtim ke'ilu mevi mabalo. One who holds their, the male organ, and is mashtim, urinates, is like bringing a Deluge to the world. Shenemar ki hishchis kolbasar, which means that the Medrash understands the Avera of the Dor HaMavol was they were moitzi zara levatala. The, the Medrash continues. Anyone who is emits seed in vain is liable to the death penalty. By the way, this is a stama halacha. It's important to know if you look in Simon Gimel and Shulchan Aruch, it mentions a few things. Number one, that somebody who is married, when they go to the bathroom, is permitted to. is permitted to be oiches ba'ama, to touch the aver, but it's considered midas chasidos, not to, to, only to, to handle uh, the tip, let's say. But somebody who's not married cannot, is not permitted to um, touch it, because uh, the Gemara on Shabbos says like this, Someone who is, uh, handles that aver is like bringing a deluge to the world. Says Rashi, it causes a person to be heated up. It could cause a person to become tamay. This was their sin. Their sin was they were moitzi zera levatola. How do I know? So the Pasuk doesn't say that. You read the Pasuk, you go to Yeshiva your whole life, you would never know what the Aveira of the Dara was. Okay, for good reason. They're not going to be telling, they're not going to be saying this over. But, according to Rashi, the sin was not Gezela, maybe that was the Gzardin. It's not really Min B'Sheinoi Minoi. It's Ki Hishchiz Kolbasar. It was a corruption of, they emitted Zera for nothing. They wasted seed. That was the Avera. So whatever you read and whatever you learned, says Rashi, says the Gemara, they were moitzi zeralavata. And the parameters of what is um, what a person could do to, to go to the bathroom, again, somebody's married, there's more room for leniency because the person has paspasaloi, but one is not. Um, there's uh, more restrictions. Look in Simon Gimel and Shulchan Aruch, and I'm not going to get more uh, descriptive than that. Now we're going to talk a little bit about the Teva. Okay, so now we know what the sin of the Dar was. 
Now let's talk about what exactly was this Teva, what did the Teva do, and how they were able to overcome this corruption. Little story. Remember we learned Masech the Sukkah? And Masech the Sukkah talks about sleeping in the Sukkah. Now if you sleep in the Sukkah, great. It's great to sleep in the Sukkah. You could sleep and get mitzvahs at the same time. What if you sleep under the bed of the Sukkah? Are you yotzi the mitzvah? The Mishnah says you don't get the mitzvah. Rabbi Huda says, what do you mean? We used to sleep under the, su- of, under the bed all the time before this came. They didn't say anything to us. Says the Mishnah and Sukkah, there's a story with Tavi. Remember Tavi? I know you're thinking, I heard Monday share. I gave a share on Monday on Tavi. This is new information. So if you know Monday share, great. There's new stuff. Tavi was the servant of Ram Gamliel. He slept under the bed. Ram Gamliel said, you see, Tavi, my slave, he's a Talmud Chacham. He knows Avodim are Pater from Sukkah. So when the Talmudim come into the Sukkah, he get, clears out, he goes under the bed. This way he's not wasting any space that the Talmudim could sleep in the Sukkah. So Tavi, apparently, hung out in the Sukkah until the students got there, and then Tavi had to find a place to hide. Where's the best place to hide that he's not infringing on anybody's space? Under the bed. And Ram Gamliel said, look at Tavi, he's the Talmud... Chacham. Chacham. Now there's a character in this week's parsha whose name sounds like Chacham, but not quite. Who? Cham. Cham is just missing the Cha. He's a Cham, but he's not a Cha Cham. So okay, come on. That's you know, it's a bad joke. No, it's a. Good, it's not even a joke. It's not even a good joke. It's true. Watch this. Says Megadam Chadashim. Apparently, Tavi. He only hung out under the bed when the rabbis were there. When the rabbis left, he hung out in the sukkah. Can someone tell me why the slave is hanging out in the sukkah? Why is the slave hanging out in the sukkah? Especially Tavi. By the way, we know a few other things about Tavi. Just to review, when Tavi died, Ram Gamliel sat shiva for him. They said, what are you doing? He's not Jewish. You're not related to him. He said, no, Tavi's not like every other slave. He's a Talmud... Not only that, Tavi wore tefillin. Not only that, one time Ram Gamliel punched Tavi in the eye and he knocked out his eye. And he was very happy because now Tavi could go free. And he told Rabbi hey, look what I did. I, I knocked out his eye. Now he could go free. That's what we know about Tavi. Why is Tavi sitting in the sukkah? So the first thing is, comes the chidah. And the Chida is Megala and the Dvash Lafi, that Tavi was the Gilgal of Cham. Okay? Cham, remember Cham. Cham, he was in the Teva. What did Cham do in the Teva? Cham was, Noyach almost had to kick him out of the Teva. You know, the Briskarov says, you see, why didn't, why didn't uh, Noyach kick Cham out of the Teva? There was a rule, nobody's allowed to be Mishamish Mitasa in the Teva, and Cham did, so kick him out. You don't kick anyone out of the Yeshiva. Now the Oyrev also violated. Oyrev he, he threw out. You could kick a raven out of the yeshiva. Not a person. Can't kick. Anyway, Chum came out and he's no better. He in cahoots with his uh, son. They saw Nayach and the, they didn't do good stuff to Nayach. So, and, but Chum had a good spark in him. That good spark was Tavi, the slave of Ram Gamliel. Now watch this. Says the Chida, the Gematria of Tavi is... 21. The letter Chaf 
is what? 20, and Makailel is 21. So basically, Tavi is the Chaf that you could put, put back in Chum, and Chum became Talmud Chacham. That's why Tavi was a Talmud Chacham. He's the good Chaf that Chum was missing. And he's hanging out in the Sukkah. Why is he hanging out in the Sukkah? Okay, here we go. Here's the following principle. Maybe you will hear this principle again in your life. Maybe not. I don't know. But it's worthwhile to hear it at least one time. In the Sefer Hayatsira, which is... Don't try that at home. He tells us one interesting idea. There's something called spheroids, which are mystical emanations. And they have names. We spoke about them by... Uh, Shvizin, Chesed, Gevura, Tiferes, whatever they are, some people invoke them during Sfirah Sa'imer. There are ten of them. And they correspond to the ten fingers. And then the Sefer HaYetzirah says there's one there's one God. And that corresponds to the Lashon, the tongue, and the Brismila. Says the Sefer Yitzirah, there's some kind of connection between the Peh and the Milah. That's the principle. You may never have heard it before. You may never hear it again. There is a, the two parts of the Guf which are linked mysteriously are the Peh and the Milah. In fact, one of the Rishonim writes on the Pasuk Parshas Lech Lecha, V'hoisa prisi b'vsachem, that's the covenant of Mila. Bris Oilam, that's the covenant of the mouth, the bris of Tyra. The Chassam Soifer goes so far as to say the gematria of Peh, mouth, is 85, it's Mila. Peh and Mila have the same numerical value in number 15. In fact, what were the three mitzvahs that Klai Yisrael observed in Mitzrayim? They didn't change their Shmam, their name. They didn't change their Lashonam, and they were makbid on ois bris. Shemam l'shoinam ois bris. That was the same zuchus as Avravinu. Eishel. Eishel is ois. Shemam l'shoinam. The zuchus of Avraham Avinu is ois bris. Shemam l'shoinam. You ever realize at a bris milah, so they do the circumcision, and then they put in the, in the baby, on the baby's Mouth, yayin. Wait a second. Why are they putting yayin on the baby's mouth? They just did a mila. What does the peh have to do with it? It says matamim achadosh because the bris hapeh and the bris mila are connected with each other. The mouth is connected with the peh. The mouth is connected to the mila. So the moyo puts the yayin on the peh indicating an idea we've said in the past many times that the purpose of the bris milah is to open up the lave to be able to learn Torah so that there's a connection between the milah and the peh. I don't know if anybody would have thought that. I don't know if anybody would have realized that the mouth is linked to the Kedushas bris milah. Says the Chidah, an amazing thing. Says the Chidah, if somebody wants to be shoimer themselves from becoming Tameh, then most important is to guard their mouth. Not to speak Lashon Hara, not to speak Nivopeh, because the Lashon 
and the Mila are connected, one who is Poigame the Lashoin, he will ultimately come to be Poigame the Brismila, says the Chida, and the Chida says this in many places in Esfarim. This is the interpretation of the Pasuk. Look at number 18. Amarti Eshmeradarachai. I said I'm going to guard my path. Says the Chida, what path? The path of a man. You know how I'm going to guard it? Mechatoi Bolshoini. I'm going to be careful not to sin with my mouth. And the Chidah says further in his commentary to Tehillim, that based on a long-standing tradition, that if someone's poigim in the bris halashon, he will come to be poigim in the bris milah, this is what David HaMelech means, Eshmira derachai, derachai refers to the derach gever, then, if I'm careful not to be poigim my mouth, I could guard the bris milah. So Hashem sent me a gift. You know, I, I never wondered about this because I never had a good answer. What parsha talks about brismila? The mitzvah of brismila. What parsha talks about the mitzvah of brismila? We know after the Torah was given. That's before the Torah was given. Where does the Bible say Jewish people need to circumcise on the eighth day? Uvayoim hashmini yimol besar alosoi parshas. Hazriah, the parsha of Tzaras. Isn't that odd? What in the world is the mitzvah of bris milah doing in the parsha of Tzaras? Would you ever think to put the mitzvah, would you put the mitzvah of Shiloh Hakain in the parsha of Tzaras? Why is bris milah? The answer is because the purpose of bris milah, how do you, the purpose is to retain Kedusha Sabris is only acquired if you're careful not to get Tzaras. The two in Yanim are linked. The Kedushas HaPeh and the Kedushas HaMila are linked. Now we understand why Mila appears in Parshat Hazriah. Rav David Cohen of Gavuli Ivitz, Coney Island Avenue, he wrote something like 11 volumes on the Siddur called Masa's Kapi. And somebody happened to lend me one. I opened up the first volume. And uh, he talks about this concept. When I saw it, I said, okay, one day I have to speak about it. And I figured in a very, very, very long time. I don't know if I could get away with this subject, but I didn't have anything else to speak about this week. So here it is. He says that's why the Gemara Nivama says, Mila is doichetzaras. Right? If somebody had, if, if a kid, if a baby has a tzaras, the makara mila, you're not a karok tzaras. So that we learn out, I say doichaloisa, say that mila is doichetzaras. Why is mila doichetzaras? Because the whole purpose of mila is to be retain kedushas habris, which leads to kedushas hadibor that prevents saras. So mila is doichetzaras because the purpose of mila is to attain kedushas hadibor. Now we know, in Chazal say, in the merit that Klal Yisrael were performed brismila, they left Mitzrayim. And I'll tell you another thing. Besides that, the night of Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, what mitzvah did Klal Yisrael do? They did brismila. They liberated themselves through brismila. Why, why was mila needed to free themselves? Remember we learned that in Mitzrayim, what was in bondage? Their Kaya Hadibor was in bondage. Pesach is the liberation of the Kaya Hadibor. The, the, the Dibor of Kaiso was in bondage. That's why Sogar Alehem Hamidbar Hamidaber. That's why Paroy is Pera. Moshe was Aral Sifosayim. 
they were redeemed at pihachirais. Their, their freedom of speech, their speech was liberated. How are you going to liberate the freedom of speech? They had to do brismila. The way they got out of Mitzrayim is through the mitzvah of brismila. Here's an amazing uh, observation. Take a look at number 21. The Gemara says in Masech Domenachis that when David HaMelech went into the Merchats, there's a famous Gemara, he saw himself Aram, he said, woe to me, I have no mitzvahs over here. No tefillin, no talis, no mezuzah, nothing. And then he realized he had Mila, he was Nesyashva Daitoi, so he went out and he sang Shira over the Mila. What did he sing? Parakir Beis of Tehillim, Lam Natseach, Alashminis, Mizmar, Ledavid. He praised Brismila. Which parak does he praise Brismila? Parak Yud Beis. Lam Natseach, Alashminis. So you would expect. We're going to open up Perak Yud Beis of Tehillim and we're going to see a whole Perak that talks about the praise of Brismila. Let's take a look in Perak Yud Beis. Lam Natseach Alashminis Mizmila David. So we think it talks about Mila, Priya, uh, Mitzitza, Bagels, Lox, Orange Juice. No. Hoishi Hashem Ki Save me, God. Why? Because all these wicked people, shav yidabrish Israel people speak falsely, sfas chalakoy, smooth lips, words of hypocrisy, yachreis Hashem kosefse chalakoy, cut off all smooth talkers, lashon midaberes gedolos, people who speak big, ashar omru that they say, lil shoyneinu nagbir, we're gonna overpower with our words, sifaseinu itanu, our lips are with us. The whole parak is talking about improper dibor. And here David Amalach, he's praising Brismila. And what does he say about Brismila? All the terrible things that come about as a result of speaking. <laughs> Why would David talk about the dangers and the pitfalls of speech in his Shira about Mila? Says of David Cohen, from here we see the tachlis of Brismila is to help a person guard their tongue. And vice versa, the Chidah says. How does a person bring themselves to Shmiras Habris? Through Shmiras Halashayim. Somebody called me, said, Gladstein, you need to write a Sefer about this Indian, Kedushas Habris. Because that's what's holding up Mashiach. So while I have many reasons why I don't think I want to write a book about that subject, we could say the Chafetz Chaim already took care of that. The Chafetz Chaim already wrote the book that's going to bring Mashiach. Shmiras Haloshayim. Well, wait, wait a second. But don't the Sibre Kabbalas speak about the importance of Shmiras Habris? The answer is someone who guards their tongue. That is the best way to bring Kedushas Yisrael in general. The two are linked: Kedushas Hapeh and Kedushas Yisrael. And this is a real, quite an amazing concept. Quite a surprising concept. That is, uh, again, Sam Soifer says in many places, Peh and Mila are the same gematria. That is why at the bris you put the yayin in the mouth of the child, indicating you're not only sanctifying the guf hayelet, you're sanctifying his Peh. So could we suggest as follows? Here the whole world is being destroyed. Why are they being destroyed? By the way, I'll just add an interesting point. If you were Tavi, who's Tavi? <coughs> Chum. 
what was the best 12 months when you were sitting in the teva, right? In the sukkah. So if afterwards you come out and now you're not chum, you're tavi, where would you want to hang out? What would bring back nice nostalgic feelings for you? You can't go into the teva, but at least you can hang out in the sukkah. That's why Tavis, he's always hanging out in the sukkah. You know, he feels at home. He, he remembers deja vu all over again. He remembers the good old days in the teva. So the teva is a sukkah. It's 300 by 30 by 50. What is the tachlis of a sukkah, the mitzvah of sukkah? Do you remember this graph? The letter sukkah composed of four letters. Samach, Vav, Chaf, Hei. Any speech therapist here? Nope? Okay, so I can say whatever I want. Um, <laughs> there are five moitzoe hadibar. There are five parts of the mouth. You have the teeth. Some letters you need the teeth. Like samach, zayin, shin, resh, tzadi. They emanate from the teeth. Samach comes from the teeth. Vav is one of the Bez Vav Mem Fe letters. They come from the lips. Vav. Kaf is guttural, the palate. Kaf is the palate. Not guttural, the palate. Hey, Alef Hey Ches Ayin is the throat. Samach Vav Chaf Hey represents four parts of the mouth. But there's another type of letter that comes from the tongue. In the word Sukkah, no letter appears that comes from the tongue. The Gra says that teaches the purpose of the sukkah is to protect from Lashon Hara. And that's a pasuk in Tehillim. Look at number 25. God will protect you in the sukkah from speaking badly with the tongue. So the purpose of the sukkah is to protect the Lashon. Hey, isn't that interesting? But these people in the times of the Mabal, they didn't need protection from the Lashon. They were just Hishchis Kal Basar. They were Moitzi Levatala. They needed protection from the Kedusha Sabris. Why is God, so to speak, protecting them in a Sukkah? That's exactly the point. To be protected from Kedusha Yisrael, to be protected from the Bris, you need extra degree of protection in uh, Shmiras HaLashon. So, so to speak, how did God save the people who were not corrupted in the Dara Mabul, who were Hishchis Kalbasar, he put them in the super chamber that strengthens one's ability to guard their tongue. Yeah, but that wasn't the, the chet of the Dara. Yeah, that's how you guard yourself from that particular chet. By sitting in the sukkah, the sukkah protects from the Lashon, and Mamela, it protects Kedushas Yisrael. It comes out very interesting... Do you remember the, this Medrash? The Medrash tells us that Rav Shimon Gamliel asked his Eved, Tavi, go get me something really good from the marketplace. So Tavi went out and he brought back a tongue. And then he said, go bring me something really bad from the marketplace. And he brought him a tongue. And Rav Shimon Gamliel said, my hi, a good thing and a bad thing? He said, yeah, it's like the little girl. When it's good, it's really good. When it's bad, it's really bad. There's nothing better than a tongue, and there's nothing worse than a tongue. The Rashash asks, Rabshimin ben Gamliel asked Tavi, 
But we know Ram Gamliel, his father, sat Shiva for Tavi. So the Rashash changes the Girsu to Rabban Gamliel himself. Fine. So who teaches the world the power of the Lasha in the tongue? Tavi. The man who hung out in the Sukkah. The man who's always in the Sukkah. Because the Sukkah is uh, the protection from Lashon Hara. Why is God protecting? Again, we're advancing now that based on the Zayak, that the, the Teva was like a Sukkah, and based on the Malbim, that the dimensions of the Teva, 300 by 50 by 30, are literally dimensions of the Sukkah. How? Sukkah is 26, 65, the Yud times the Aleph, the He times the Dalid, the Vav times the Nun, the Yud times the He. The, the Teva is a Sukkah, and it protected those who remained pure, and it boosted their Shmiras Halashain. By the way, it's interesting, according to the Yushalmi, Ram Gamliel did not knock out the eye of Tavi. He knocked out his tooth. Now, if Tavi was Cham, let's talk about Cham Zavera for a moment. Vayar Cham, he looked inappropriately. Vayaged. How strange. Two completely unrelated Averois. He was Nichsholin Arayois. And he spoke. Isn't that strange? In the same pasuk, vayar vayaged, same avera always. That's the bris halashain and the bris hamila. They go hand in hand. Ooh, says the chida. Now we understand. Chazal tell us that lashon hara is chamor. It's equal to all three. Avodazara, gili arayos, shvichas damim. How is Lashon Hara, like the big three. Says the Chida, very simple. It's like Avodah Zara, because usually when people speak Lashon Hara, they whisper, and as soon as the guy comes, they make believe they're talking about how bad the Yankees are. So, so they, 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 they make it as if the guy uh, uh, is not going to hear them, but the, the Ribbanisham, nah, we don't believe in the Ribbanisham. So Lashon Hara is Kfira, because they wouldn't say a word in front of the person who it's about, but they don't think twice that the Rebbeinu Shlomo is listening. So Lashon Hara is Avodah Zara. How is it Gili Arayos? How is it Shvichas Damim? Says the Chida, based on this principle. Because if someone is Nichshal in Lashon Hara, they'll ultimately be Nichshal in Kedusha Sabris. That's, that's Gili Arayos. And Chazal say, Kol HaMashchis Zaroi, Ki Ilu Shaifech Damim. So all the three Averos are, uh, are included in, in Lashon Hara. So perhaps, again, the connection between Parshas Noyach and the aftermath of the Yom Tov of Sukkis. The Yom Tov of Sukkis uh, concludes the 18 Yom Tovim. Two days of Rosh Hashanah, two days of Shavuos, seven days of Pesach, seven days of Sukkis. And we have all 18. That's why Noyach was told, Mikol Hachai, all 18. We also, we're now walking away for the rest of the year. We have these Mikol HaChai in our back pocket, the 18 Yom Toivim. And this way, we're able to, so to speak, take the Sukkah with us. If we're Mekayim, Shivisi Hashem, Lenegdi Samid. We have the Yud K on top. We have the Aleph Dalet on bottom. If you multiply them, you get the dimensions of the Teva. You get Shalom, shalom and that will protect Piv Ulashoinenu. And that brings not only Shmiras Halashoin, but Kedushas. Yisrael in general, and I think this is uh, 
a pretty compelling insight into why the mitzvah of bris milah appears in Parshas Tazria, in the Parsha of Saras, because these two in Yanim are uh, connected to each other. And it's very important, this is another dimension of the importance of Shmiras Halashain, which preserves the sanctity of uh, the entire entity of a Jew. Thank you for listening.